Hello and welcome to episode 83 of the Flames Fancast. <laughs> Obviously, it's been a long summer for Jank. And I hope you've had a, a great a summer. summer as well. I know the Flames have, that's for sure. Um, our last episode, we left off after the departure of Johnny, kind of saying which direction should the team go, we should blow it up, and we did the exact opposite. But I don't think anybody could have foreseen what happened this summer for the Calgary Flames. Do you think that, like, everything we say on this podcast becomes the exact opposite of what the Flames do? I feel like every time we say, blow it up, they go all in. Every time we think they're going to have a shit season, they come by and, like, win, like, 15 games in a row. Like, I, I think, like, maybe the Flames fan cast is the antichrist of, like, the Flames' success. So what you're saying is I should just say we are not going to win the Stanley I, Cup. I'm, I'm going to even go out on a further <laughs> limb and say we are going to be the first team to be ever relegated in NHL history. Because <laughs> I don't know what it is. I feel like every single time... We, we are pieces of work here. Like, I feel like if someone took a tally on all the predictions we've made, we've been the exact opposite of fucking a lot of stuff. Like we we'd be right about like some weird mental shit like oh the you know we should be handling goalies better or you know the the staff like like management and all this shit. I feel like we're accurate there. But then when it comes to like blowing it up versus like going all in like it seems like we're doing we're we're always wrong. Well, why, why do you even listen to us? That's my question to the people listening right now. You know, I thought about it. Why do you listen? (laughs) What is it about this podcast that you fucking put on your phone and say, I'm going to listen to these fucking idiots (laughs) because they're just pure entertainment? Or is it because maybe we actually say the one good thing out of like the 50 minutes that we take up of your life? By the way, 50 minutes of your life is a long time. You'll never get it back after listening to us. You're really selling it here. <laughs> We're supposed I'm to have saying. fans. I'm just saying. You know, people become... Like, like you're a fan of the Flames, right? You just can't change your allegiance. I you are to always going to support the Flames. You're always going to be a... Maybe we have fans like that, you know? They're like, I'm a Flames <laughs> fan cast fan. The only time we ever get like positive feedback is when I'm about to rip this fucking microphone out of the sockets of my computer. Okay. And I go off on a rant. <laughs> this, or I make some really offside joke. Made, made my fair bit. Well, I've, you know, I've, I've the gone episode, from the, Iraq the episode is young, Jake. Like, <laughs> yeah, the, se- the season hasn't even begun yet. Chances are many today. Chances are many. And, you've the gotta- mood, and the fucking mood that I'm in tonight, you got a fifty-minute window here. I got, I got, yeah, I got to hold myself away. Get a few jokes in, and from some horrible potential jokes that could land me a lawsuit. But I'm leaving on Tuesday, so yes, you're going on holiday to Turkey, a much-needed holiday, exactly. And that country does not have extradition, so maybe I just go fucking balls out here, make fun of the Canadian government, make fun of that clown in power. Maybe I can make fun of like you know. Some other policies that we got. Like, I should just turn this into like some like Joe Rogan Canadian experience about how fucking bad everything is right now and how I don't agree with anything that anyone ever says anymore. Do you have my rocking chair with my shotgun yet? Because I fucking need it. It's on order. Okay. 
You know, when I was away this summer, I found a rocking chair that has hydraulics. Can you believe that? Sign me up. Sign me up. And they were squeaky. It was kind of annoying, but... But let's start off on a, on a positive note, because I'm usually negative. How was your summer? It was good. You know, I, uh, I, had, I had two months off, so I did a road trip of the U.S., Saw a lot of national parks, Yellowstone, Arches, Grand Canyon, Zion. They're beautiful, beautiful places. Uh, spent some time out in BC at the cabin. You came out. I did. We were at the cabin together. That was amazing. Uh, that, that, that was it. Like I just relaxed as much as I could. Absolutely. How about you? Good. And I, the I best- feel like my summer's just about to start. <laughs> after after being at the cabin, like it was like I have two summers, right? I have that what is it 10 days at the cabin yeah and now i'm about to have two weeks in turkey the motherland honestly there were two totally flames related but you know when you're (laughs) when you're just yeah we're off to a great start just somewhere out there and you're doing whatever and then all of a sudden you're scrolling through twitter and then you're you know people around and the whole huberto kachuk thing and the whole cadre thing and and i'm like holy shit and then you're like holy shit and then you're like (laughs) in a wholly different you know mindset uh mindset yeah and you you have no idea that that was going to happen and you're completely blindsided by that and everyone around you like what's going on and you're like this is crazy i can't believe this happened and well it was bad because like i couldn't really share with anybody right yeah like we just texted each other and then i texted a couple other people but like it just felt like it was almost like this is like actually a mind-blowing moment and i was just like kind of stuck in my own self, I was like, fuck, I can't really like, you know, rant about or talk about it. Right. Yeah. It was but, in it. I mean, we're a little late to the parade, but th- that's okay. You we're know, always late a, to the there's parade. There's a lot to talk about. I think and, our u- listeners are used to that, but we'll be more active. I mean, our show, our, our show isn't exactly every, every single game we talk about what happened. It's more of a general, no, because we're quality, a vibe. We're not like the Get other the podcasts that do something every fucking game. Like, come on, man. Like, it's not quality. It's garbage. As we open more beer. You know, we might even record a podcast where we just get trashed. And maybe maybe it's then that our respective HR departments go like, okay, guys, you know what? We've known about this podcast for a while. You fucking, you, you cross the line. You know, I, when, you, you, you bring up a, a memory for me from this summer. So I was drinking at the cabin with my sister. Yep. She was talking about my podcast and she keeps bugging me about coming on. And I was like, well, you don't know anything about hockey. And I was like, what's icing? She's just, she's like, it goes on a cake. And she, I said, okay, you can. That's not incorrect. You can come on for five minutes and we'll ask you hockey questions and then you can answer them like that. As <laughs> like a joke. And then so to see like what would happen, and and, me, and she'll be like, "You'll have the most listeners ever." I'm like, "Yeah, it might be worth it." You know, you get a well, few yeah, more. I mean, so like you know, like we should. Uh... So maybe one episode in December, I'll I'll have her on. We'll get her. I'll phone her up, and that would put, require us to have a third microphone. Put her, put her here. We'll figure out a way. We'll figure out a way. <laughs> but mean, it's just a while a away because yeah, she's gone for a long time. Well, but. I mean, your sister's always welcome. I think if we can diversify the demographic of this 30 to 40 listener average podcast, yeah, you welcome it, right? Yeah. Maybe somebody will find us funny from that demographic. 
Or maybe they'll just be like, this is just entertaining, but in like the least like complimenting way. It'll be good. Either way, I'll take it because I'm a bit of an attention horror when it comes to this podcast. So I'll, I'll, I'll do whatever. Not much. You can, you, can, uh, you can throw yourself out there on the podcast. I mean, I don't need to, but you know. <laughs> All right, let's get to it. Let's get to it. Are you All ready? Right. Yeah. Are you ready? Let's no. go chronologically here. Okay. So the last show. Last show we talked about Johnny. Johnny left yeah. and we talked about blowing it up. Listen. I thought about that a lot this summer, and even if we'd blown it up, you know, in the back of my mind, we're, we're never going to get first overall, right? Yeah, I, I had an argument, actually, with some guys on Twitter uh, about that, and I still don't agree with them because I'm just a stubborn fucking asshole, but I still don't really see that side of it, but... You're right. Do you think the odds the, are, the odds of getting Bedard or whoever is is, is incredibly low? The even te- if you the tank team it, is right? just too the team is too good to suck. Well, it didn't seem that way when we lost Kachuk as well. Yeah. Well, sorry, sorry, that was a bad way to say it. When we lost Johnny, and we all thought we were going to lose Kachuk for pretty much nothing. Right. right? This was pre Huberto trade, so I didn't right. know. Like I said, okay, yeah, the goaltending's good. Defense is good. The forwards are C plus, right? Without those two, at best. Yeah. Like, who's your best player at that point? Lindholm. Lindholm. Manjipane. You know, James maybe... Neal. Troy Brower. I'm gonna stick that fucking microphone up your ass. Why? Why do you gotta do? Why? Why you gotta ruin? Okay, let's go back. 2014, so... Sean Monahan. <laughs> That might be before he was drafted, but like whatever, you know. I don't want to fact check you. Um, so it would have been Backlund, whatever, right? So it was like a C plus forward line, right? So I, I think you're right. It wasn't a bad team, but it wasn't good either. We just we don't have the makeup to tank. Yeah, that's we that's don't a good have way the ma- we have Daryl Sutter. Daryl Sutter is not, he's a, not tank a tanker guy. He's not a tanker. No, he's and got pride. The team we have Markstrom, and the D is just too good. And even if the forwards are C plus, you know, maybe we finish just outside of the playoffs, or even we finish mid table out of the playoffs of the of the group of whatever fourteen or sixteen teams that finish out of the playoffs. We're still not getting Connor Bedard. Because we're not going to suck that much and we're going to have an eighth overall pick. Yeah, I think... Um, the odds are just 1% that we're going to get it. It's just not going to happen. The odds are low, and I'm a math Extremely guy. Extremely low. I, I get it. I get it. But I, I also... I was at a mindset at that point where I was like, okay, I just felt like all the dominoes were falling too. Yeah. It, wasn't, it wasn't just Kachuk I'm not. Either, I'm not right? mad about what I said. Yeah, like, no, Looking at that moment... And looking at, you know, the Kachuk being traded away, yeah, it looked like you could get a return of young players for that. Look, I've said a lot of bullshit on this podcast. I'm not taking any of it back, okay? But what I'll say is that, like, I just felt like it was like, okay, it was going to be Kachuk next, and then who's it next? Is it Hannafin that wants to go? You, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. is it going to be all these Americans on the team that were going to just fucking bail? And, uh, you know, I, I was thinking kind of more two steps further after Kachuk. That's why I was like, you know what? Just fucking explode it then, right? Listen, Blow like, it all up, right? The, the whole Johnny and Columbus thing, I think that just speaks to his character. And that 
are you concerned about winning hockey games? Are you concerned about winning a Stanley Cup? And that's neither here nor there for Johnny Goudreau, I think. It's like, yeah, there's money. Yeah, I'm close to home. I'm having a great time. Columbus has a really good yeah. cocaine scene. I'm all Okay, in. see, now you, you, you did it. You did it. You 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 did it. You went there. You went you went exactly where everyone was thinking. He's a purveyor of fine powder. <clears throat> um, I was about to say something. Now I you just I don't do that shit. But somehow that distracted me. Um, I I think so. Did I? Did we record? Okay, I need to rely on your memory here. Remember when I told you the rumor I heard that was within the club that like my buddy knows, a friend of a friend knows someone that works at the Flames and Johnny's agent was like, last kind of minute, we're going to test out free agency. They had actually a contract lined up, ready to go. And then like the day of, they were like, no, you know what? We're going to test out free agency because I think they thought. Yeah, that came down. That came flyers, down in the media though. Right. That part came out to the media, but yeah. I think the part that didn't come out to the media is that they tested free agency for like the first six hours. Nothing came from Philadelphia, like we all thought they would. Nothing came from like the Islanders. Nothing came from New Jersey, and then the only offer that came was Columbus. And then apparently they came back to the Flames and said, "Oh hey, we'll sign that deal." And then apparently went up to. Murray Edwards, and he said, go fuck yourself. <laughs> that's a rumor. It's a rumor, everybody that's listening. I don't stand behind that rumor. The source of this rumor is actually not horrible because a lot of the things that he or she has told me in the past has actually come true. So now now that you know that. I don't think you told me that. I don't, I don't remember you I telling me I thought I that. told you at the cabin. You were maybe distracted playing video games. I don't know. But we all know that you can't multitask. So anyway. It's true. I, I, I told you now. Um, if true, what do you think? Because I mean, I, mean, I, could, I could see it. Because you bent over backwards for Johnny Goudreau to stay. You, you rolled out the red carpet and all the trimmings for him to stay here. You gave him the money that you gave, ended up giving to Huberdeau. And he, I think, I think there comes a point when you feel so disrespected by that 11th hour, uh, turn up your nose at the organization. Yeah. And say, we're going to test it out. And I, I feel like that was, that was dumb. If you didn't have any landing spot that you actually wanted, like New Jersey, like Philadelphia, because those teams couldn't clear enough space or couldn't get it done to sign you. Or they just didn't want you actually. And, like, Maybe they just didn't you know, want you. You know when we talked about the Johnny Goudreau, we talked about this like four years ago. We are like, he's leaving, he's not staying. And Philadelphia was his preferred destination, but that team is in such disarray. Like They're in awful shape, and they can't move no, those contracts. No good. And uh, like, like, look how we moved the Sean Monaghan contract. Philadelphia couldn't do that with any of their contracts. And... Um, you know what? I think that just goes to show Brad Living is an A-plus GM. Uh, yeah, he, he went from like a B-plus, A-minus to me to like A-plus in this offseason. Because this guy's like fucking stick-handled everything, man. Okay, and uh, like uh, I'm, I'm kind of 
I, I look back on it this summer as well. I thought about it. I'm like, holy fuck. Did we ever talk about Johnny a lot? Like every episode was Johnny, 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 Johnny. And now, now what are we going to do? <laughs> no way we're going to talk about <laughs> hockey. We're actually going to talk about the fucking Flames. How refreshing. And what a concept for fucking co- a podcast called Flames Fancast. Um, but I, you know what? You're right. And I'm actually kind of glad in a way that that's, that's happened, actually, so that we can actually focus on... I could see that else. happening. Murray Edwards saying, that's enough is enough, Johnny. Yeah, you, you had your chance you to sign renege. here. We yeah, wanted yeah. to make you a Flames legend. We wanted to retire your jersey to the rafters. We wanted to build this team around you and you know raise you from the draft up and cultivate the kind of player that you are and have you stay aflame for life. And you're like... Nah, I think I'm going to go here X, Y, and Z elsewhere. And I, I don't know if you saw the video of Columbus, the Columbus GM. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't, I, don't, I can't say his name. He's Finnish, I think. But he's, he's like, what, that guy's available? There must be some reason why he's coming here. Like, yeah. <laughs> he, he said and Johnny, that about even Johnny. Even Johnny's like, body language and his, like, and it, it didn't look good. To like, tell me that Eric Goodbranson convinced him to come to Columbus... No, like, zero chance. Like, this like, is bullshit. Yeah. And the, the same with, I don't think Kachuk's preferred destination was Florida, especially after he sees Huberto and Uyghur and a first going back to the Flames for him. That's not, these players, I don't know what's going on in their head, but they had it good in Calgary. That line, Goudreau, Kachuk, Lindholm, and that decor that was extremely solid. And you, you know, you're losing the Lucic and Monaghan contract in a year, and you think about that, and you keep that core together, and that D core grows a little bit each year. I just don't think, I, I can't speak to their competitiveness, but I don't think they were interested in sticking it out as a team. They're selfish, and they're not. They're not in better situations, in my opinion. To, to be honest, though. So from a hockey aspect, I agree with you. Everything you say, I think is 100% spot on. Um, like, is Florida... I mean, Florida's a good team. Is Florida a destination for Kachuk? Sure. In, in the sense that, like, you know, if he wants to make a cup run or make a deep playoff run, like, Florida's not a bad team. Florida's kind of set up for that. Listen, I know, I, I, I know they I, lost Huberdeau and Uyghur, but, look you know, at Florida, they gained Kachuk, too. Like, that, that decor... Has a lot of holes in it, sure. And they they have great forwards, but there Amazing are forwards. there are question marks over Bobrovsky, I think, and that's a sure. huge contract for Bobrovsky, ten point five million. Yeah, that's a it's a mammoth contract. But again, it's it's but they're not a bad team. So for me to think that that's not a de- it is a destination. President's Trophy winner out in the second round. Wasn't even yeah. a close series. But there was they, that one didn't year, they get swept by Tampa? But there was that one year that Tampa got swept first round. They won. Fuck. They were fucking crushing it. Sure, right? but I mean, they can, that's that's a that's a speed bump for them. Yeah, but maybe it's a speed. I don't know, right? But maybe it's a speed bump for Florida, right? We'll see. Listen, this Pacific Division is so weak. Yeah, we, we have should, a chance. <laughs> yeah. like, well, we have a chance of making the playoffs and like doing something. <laughs> we should something. be making the playoffs. Yeah, I know. Man. Yeah, that that's what it. That, that's all that tells me. Like, look, everyone's excited, and that's where skeptic jank comes in now and says, "Well, everyone's excited, so we're gonna have a fucking bad season." You know, I think I think as a fan base, in general, I think we're very volatile. 
we 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 go through like I well, kind of when I, when we lost Johnny and that that time frame between Johnny and the actual Kachuk deal that was pretty awful, and oh, then when sure. they announced that Kachuk wanted to go, it was a, it was a low. It like, was one it was of the biggest low. lows in a long time. Like I don't remember. I think the Young Guns era was the last low I felt like that. Like it was bad. It was low. Um, it was shitty because like number one, it's like two thousand four. When we lost, it was pretty low. Why you gotta keep? Because I was it up low, before? dude. Like, it was also happy, I wish, but it was low. I wish they had that fucking Men in Black flashlight for you, so I could just erase that. You just you can't let go. I can't. Okay. Um, but I think I agree with you. Like it's our fan. Like, and I look at like other message boards of like just out of curiosity because I, I I'm a curious person, right? I like to I like to look at shit. Okay, I like to educate myself i look at other fan message boards i feel like the the roller coaster emotions is not as bad as ours i feel like our fan base is like really all in or then like or otherwise it's like all against it it's like fuck that i don't want to see that like whatever and it did feel like i went on calgary puck even though i think it's one of the stupidest fucking forms of the like dude calgary puck is full of assholes like they are fucking all right all right all right all right but I, I know, I'm sure, there we have some Calgary Puck. Look, 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 look. The, the guys that are listening to us, I think they know exactly what I'm talking about. It's like you have one opinion that goes against the grain there. It's not only just not, like, debated against. It's, like, completely not welcome. Like, they almost want to, like, pillage you out of the fucking scene. Anyway, so, um, not, not personal experience, but, yeah. Um, what I'm trying to get at is that, like, it just feels like our, our fan base is very volatile, right? And now that when uh, we made those It was those a volatile trades, summer. Well, and then we made those... Tra- yeah, in fairness, these were, like, massive swings. And then we made that trade. I was like, holy fuck. We got Huberto. We got Uyghur. We got a first-round pick. Yeah. Like... We got all these guys. We got one more guy. His name is slipping me right Schwint. now. Schwint. Cole Schwint. Right. It's like, we just got three players and a first-round pick for fucking Kachuk. Yeah. It's like, okay, wow, Brad. That's good work. But then you saw the skepticism come in because everybody was, had, had one year left. And it's like, oh, fuck. Right? You better sign these guys. And so far, I think only one signed. Huberdeau, yeah, yeah. Right? Uyghur hasn't signed. Uyghur has not signed yet. And it gives me a little bit of anxiety, not that much yet. I feel like he's going to stick around, but I feel like it would have been done by now, too. Listen, like, we could sign him or he could wait, and that's absolutely his right. Yeah. But he's a little bit more... Untested than Huberto, only a little bit. I think he's going to be our number one guy. I think he's our he, number he's one guy. Good, yeah, I agree. Yeah. But and again, like the Lucic money is gone, then so we do have the money to sign this guy if it comes up. And then Monahan's gone. Well, Monahan's already gone. Well, I know, but like that money, that money went to Kadri, right? So we swapped Monahan for Kadri, basically. Yeah, good deal. Um, <laughs> which, well, okay, so. And the Kadri deal, what do you think? Well, let's 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 do it chronologically okay, here sure. first. The yeah. wow factor. Yeah. Like 
Did you actually think we would get that for Kachuk? Knowing zero. that zero chance. Knowing and, and that there's no way anyone predicted that. Zero chance. Only Brad would know, right? Florida offered that. What a deal. Yeah. What a deal. But and it makes you wonder. It makes you wonder a little bit, right? Like Kachuk's a great player, but was he worth all that? What 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 happened? I mean, here? the fact that Huberto's re-upped. Huberto, by the way, his contract, I view in the terms of this. You sign Jonathan Huberto for one million per year more than you have Darnell Nurse. <laughs> I feel so much better about this trade. <laughs> that's that's how it shakes down. And I mean I'm gonna talk less about that's gonna be my resolution for this season. I'm not gonna talk less about that piece of shit team up north. It's very obvious that who cares about what happens down the road? A, the salary cap could go up. B, we could suck. And then we're going to have these crap players on huge money. And then we'll actually suck. And then we can get better picks. So to me, it's a win-win. <laughs> I guess, yeah. Like, uh, you know, I saw I see these Montreal fans on Twitter be like, well, the Flames in two or three years, if they suck, this pick is going to be golden because of the 49 million conditions attached to this. I'm like, no, man, you're just getting like a... 25th overall first round pick. Just call it a day. Yeah, you're not like you're not getting you'd be lucky to get a top 10 out of that. Oh, one. it's not happening. It's yeah. just not happening. Like have you the, And so cue the opposite of happening to what we're saying. <laughs> like <laughs> judging it's just by not, our history. It's not it's I not I yeah, I find it very doubtful that they'll have a top 10 out of that pick. Very doubtful. It's going to be below 10. And you know and I mean, they're, look, the only thing that... I guess fans have hope, right? Yeah, but like Montreal's taking a flyer on Monaghan, right? Cause they got a first-round pick from us. No, I know, but they're also taking a flyer on a guy that actually could be very good if he's yeah. healthy, right? Yeah, no kidding, it's, yeah. It's, and they it's, have the money to spend it. And- he's a lemon, but he's actually a good lemon. Like It's like, you're, you're getting a fucking Porsche out of this guy, but it's still a lemon. It was in like, numerous car accidents, but... It's still a Porsche. Like he is a he's a goal the scorer. The guy is a goal he's scorer. He's an elite goal scorer. Or he, was he knows exactly where to be. He knows how to get into the positions to score. He just knows. He smell. He's his IQ for scoring is incredibly high. And listen, I wish him the most success out there. But it was it was the right deal to make. And after that Huberto deal, the absolute shock and awe, and then the Huberto extension, like the. What a piece of management work that was from Treliving. Like, wow. It would be like well just done. icing on the cake if we could just... Well, it'd be nice to just get Uyghur locked down too, but I have a feeling that we actually make... We may make one more move before we sign Uyghur long-term. I think we're moving a defender. Yeah, there are some pieces there that can move like Valimaki. Yeah, Valimaki. Uh, I mean, you've talked to me about Hannafin rumors. I think Han- to be honest, I think Hannafin will move. That's just a. It's just a prediction. I'm not. I, I'm not saying I want him to move. I, I, think I can't. A, I can't see I it. I thought he had a great season, um, but I, I tell you, I'm. Uh, this whole American thing is actually like. I think it's. Look, I'm not going to get into the, the the bullshit politics about anything, but I do feel like there is a there's an unspoken thing about. Um, you know these country mandates and stuff like that, and how their families can't necessarily come to Canada if, you know, X, Y, Z, they don't have something. Right. I think from their perspective, if they feel like, you know, Canada's a bit more restrictive than the rest of these countries, 
that they may not see family as much, right? And that could be a part of it, man. Like, you don't know. But it's an unspoken thing in the media, right? In, in sports media. Because they don't get into that shit, and I get that. But there is probably a bit of a play there. I'm not saying it's Hannafin per se, but imagine that you're an American player that doesn't want to be subject to mandates and stuff like that, and your family doesn't want to be part of it. Well, then you're not going to see your family, so you're probably going to just move back down. Yeah, right. I, I mean, it's not as I'm not, I, there hasn't I'm not been taking anything a side about on it. I'm just saying that could be part of it. Sure, right? there hasn't been anything about Hannafin though. Like no, la- I, last I know. year that thing came out about Kachuk requesting a trade, and the writing was yeah, on the wall like, at that point. Kachuk had a had smoke. Yeah, Hannafin doesn't have smoke, but the only reason why Hannafin has like ancillary smoke, we'll call it, is because of some of this American exodus out of Canada. Or out of Canadian teams, which apparently is like, I mean, it's been happening, right? And well, I mean, um, other Americans will come and play. Here. Coleman's American. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I'm not saying I'm not applying this to all of them, right? I'm just saying that there is a factor that may affect a, a, a certain percentage of players, right? It's the same thing as the tax thing that I was bringing up to you a couple of years ago in one yeah. of our episodes, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Like if you don't have it, like Canadian taxes are high. If you end up playing in Texas or Florida, you don't really are subject to as many taxes, for example, right? If you're making 10 fucking million a year and you're avoiding like 30% of your taxes, it's a lot of money. Yep. It adds up, right? So if you're the player that's like, you know what, I'm okay with like not really being a cup contending guy, but I'm totally, I just want to get my war chest while I can play hockey. Fair enough, right? Um... Again, I'm not saying any of this applies to Hannafin. It's just, it's a bunch of shit that I think Sportsnet, TSN, uh, ESPN, none of these guys talk about certain things. And it's important to keep that in mind. I, I think those are factors. Well, for there's a multitude of factors in why players move and why they choose to sign where they choose to sign. For sure. It's like, just this one I, like facet. When you look at Kadri, who about. came to Calgary, I want to win. Yeah. This I, team looks like it's built to win now. I'm, I'm here. It and, could and, be mouthpiece stuff too, and right? also like, seven by seven. But apparently, he was offered more money. I mean, I really hope not. Seriously, that's what he said. He was on the radio yesterday. Oh fuck! I don't said like I that. was offered more money by other teams, but I came to Calgary because oh, of the I opportunity see. to win. But maybe he was offered more money for a shorter term. Maybe like, he probably means in a yearly basis. Well, he, he's what thirty-two. Yeah, and he's got it. Like, so basically, you got him until 38, 39 years old. <laughs> and so that's the only. Sorry, we'll go back to chronological. Sorry, I, I keep, I keep pushing you forward. Well, yeah, here. I mean, it was, it was the Kachuk trade. Wow, what a return! That was unreal. Couple weeks transpire, Huberdeau extension. Yeah, that was big. I was, I, I, I felt like a lot of anxiety was like disappeared after that. Uh, couple weeks transpire. Oh my gosh, hearing Kadri to Calgary, Monaghan to Montreal, down it goes. That's our roster pretty much shaped up. Um, wow, just more wow, 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 there wow. Could be, you could make an argument that it's actually all upgraded, right? I think we are, a, I would say, we are a better team. O- overall, it could be upgraded. Perhaps right? we are slightly less skilled, but we are more competitive. Yeah. And I like our mental edge better. I find the players that we added, specifically Kadri, to have a mental advantage over Goudreau 
and Kachuk. I don't think Kachuk's a great player. Don't get me wrong. He's a, he's a fantastic player. I do wish he was still on the Flames. I just feel like there was something mentally that didn't quite fit in Calgary. And you know what? The return we got for him was worth it, especially considering that it was very vocal that he wanted to leave. I think I, I, I totally agree that I think certainly there was a huge upgrade character-wise. Huge upgrade. and it, That's like not even an argument, right? Like Just hearing what the players are saying and how... You know, I, I specifically Mangiapane, I've, I've heard a few things about what he said, and it seems like maybe character pieces have been moved out of the dressing room that might not have been the best. Yeah, I, I think... And that Monaghan, that Goudreau era, that's, go, that's over now. And, you know, I think this is really giving an opportunity for players like Mangiapane to excel, and I'm very happy that he has this opportunity. Like, I look at a line like Backland with two young players like Dubé and Peltier. That excites me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I know what excites you, Lucic, Rooney, Lewis. <laughs> hey, man, you know what? You need, you need your guys that fucking get shit done, okay? They get shit done. You can fucking make fun of them all you want. They get shit done. And listen, like, if Tyler Toffoli is playing with Huberto and Lindholm... I'm kind of hoping crazy it's things can happen. I'm kind of hoping it's Mangiapane, but I think Mange is going to play with Kadri and Coleman. Yeah, that'd be I, good I kind of like that. That's a decent line. Yeah, yeah. I like giving Toffoli this opportunity. Yeah, no, I I have nothing against Toffoli. I I know he kind of I I know he didn't match I, expectations. I, I know I'm going to be but, disappointed, but I like giving him. But the I I feel like he's got that character build that he's like, I didn't play like I wanted to. I need to show myself now. I think he's got, whereas I felt like our past players that have now departed the club don't have that. They kind of, they didn't really have that, man. They never really struck me as the group that like was, yeah, I had a bad year last year. Oh, well. Yeah, that was, right? that was it. I, I, like, I'll keep playing. Oh, this and, is my locker clean out. I'm late for my tea time. Yeah, um, exactly. Like, I'm wearing my Philadelphia Phillies hat. Like, it's kind of like, um, I feel like the guys that we got now are more into the idea of like, I need to redeem myself. I have pride. I don't give a fuck how much I get paid. I don't care where the fuck I am. I just want to play better because I could sleep better at night. Yeah. And there's, for lack of a better term, a lot of chips on a lot of shoulders. And there's a lot of points to prove. And there's a lot of players who think that A, I have a higher ceiling that I can reach, or B, I've underperformed. I know I'm better than this. And I got a taste of a cup like Kadri has. Yeah. And he's probably like, I want that again. And there's a, yeah, Maybe. there's a better right. attitude amongst the players. Now, that said, Kadri could totally lay an egg this upcoming season, call it a day. He's got a seven year fucking contract at seven mil. Dude, I don't think the guy's going to lay an egg. No, I know. But like at some point, though, even if let's just say I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt because there's no other reason not to. But let's just say he's now 36. He right? might lay an egg at 36. Yeah. Like it, but our window is not. not our, his, but it's not his fault. I'm it. just saying he's older, right? What is he going to do? Treliving has taken this team on life support and gave it a, a, window, a window that lasts much longer. Because no, you and I were this. saying last season, this is our window. This is our one. Yeah, 100%. And now it's extended. And it's extended yeah. for, the, for the next two or three years, especially 100%. if you keep this core. 
this is together. A, this is a treloving guys. I'm going all in for the next two, three years. Yeah. Because after that, we are stuck with a lot of shit contracts of guys that are older and they just can't compete anymore. Well, I mean, and listen, like, if you have one of these young defenders really blossom, Anderson, Shillington, Hannafin, Uyghur, not really young, but if these guys blossom, watch out. Watch out. Like, we have they're the going to be exceptionally good. Yeah, and if Markstrom plays like regular season Markstrom throughout the duration of the entire season we're a serious threat but these are very early you know yeah. machinations that oh, i'm having and yeah a lot of things have daydreams to again. about the flames i'm not saying we're cup contenders but i think i view this team and i i, I look at them in the same lens as the team of last season where it's like we should make it past the second round type of caliber right yeah like and we should not well you look at the pacific Vegas doesn't have a goalie. Yeah, they really fucked up. Leonard's hurt for man, the entire season. Man, they fucked up. I, man, that, like, that GM fucked up. LA, Anaheim, San Jose. Um, Vancouver. Uh, <laughs> Vancouver. Who knows what Vancouver's going to I mean, Vancouver's do. kind of a weird wild card, right? Edmonton, they, might, they might actually play really well. Edmonton like, could do well. I think Edmonton and us will be near the top. And then, oh my God, I can't remember who the eighth team in our division is. Who cares? Is it Arizona? Whatever. I mean, it's just... It, it's a garbage division, man. I think it's Arizona. Yeah. No, I think they're in the Central. Is it Dallas? I don't know. No, they're uh, definitely in the they're Central. They're Central. Uh, no, I think Arizona's with us. The longer we debate this, the stupider Colorado's in the Central. <laughs> it's got to be Arizona. It's got to be. Anyway, it's... It just feels like we're kind of back at that same point of like we should be contenders. Not, I'm not saying all the way, but I'm saying serious team to be a force to be reckoned with. Right? We're not better than Colorado so far, but it depends. Like they Colorado got weaker. Might have, they got weaker. They got weaker. That's right. So Florida got weaker, but they got weaker. Listen, these marquee free agents. They got, the- but they got weaker high level. They didn't get weaker absolute terms. They all they they all have their stars except for I guess Florida because we got Huberto. Right? I think we got better. Yes, I agree, but not better enough to be a like. I don't view us better than Colorado right now, right? But it's way too early. I I, I don't know what's gonna. We still what if have Colorado sucks, man. We they still might, have Daryl Sutter. Yeah, exactly. Like, what if Colorado has a fucking shit first three months, man? Then everyone's gonna be like, oh, they're garbage again, right? But what I mean by absolute talent is that, like, they still have McKinnon, right? Yeah. That, that's, that's what, and they still have McCarr. Like, these are yeah. things, these are these fucking cards they have that are just like, Jesus Christ, these are fucking ace of spades that they can play at any point, right? Yeah, those players we, we are just, good. We've never, we don't have that, and, but you would hope that the collective will be able to offset that. So we'll see. Well, that's been our MO forever. Right? Yeah, because we never get <laughs> fucking handouts but by hey, the NHL. I mean, I kind of like having Backlund as our third line center now. That's where he thrives in a middle six role. I kind of like having that very strong second line. And I kind of like still having a marquee first line with a player who, you know, is given an opportunity to live up to that potential. I like the makeup of this team. I like the look of a, of a Tanev and a Uyghur. Like that, that defensive yeah, pair. Yeah, that looks good. 
That looks that good. Looks good. Yeah, that looks, looks really good. good. Looks, and you know, real good. Shillington and Zdorov or or Hannafin and Anderson, one of those guys gets it going. I'm so happy that Zdorov stayed. I, I just love these big hulking figures that could just fuck people up, man. Like you just need that. You just did fuck all of you that think that you don't need that. You fucking need that. You want that guy. I think I, <laughs> I love the fact that I could see if I'm on the ice and I look back and I got this six foot fucking four guy who's like 200 some pounds about to fucking pound somebody. I play with way more freedom if I'm a star. I've never been a star nor a fucking goon, but I could tell you that like, if I imagine myself in that situation, I play way looser. Jank has taken a time machine back to 1979. <laughs> but I think we're a nicely balanced, well-rounded team. As long as all cylinders are firing, yes. And I, once again, am excited for another flame season. Oh, you did it. You did it. Where we are, we are not... We are going to do terrible. Going to win anything. Yeah, we're going to win zero games. <laughs> we're not going to make a cup run, nothing. But yeah, I mean, general, but, ta- general takeaways, wow. What an absolute stunner of an offseason. What, we, way to go, Brad. We turned the hockey world upside down. Way to go, I mean, Brad. I think we acquired fans who never existed before. Like that, who was that guy? Uh, Tim. Is it Tim and Friends now? Yeah. He tweeted out, like, Johnny doesn't have the medal to play in Calgary. And then when we did the whole yeah, Kadri yeah, and yeah. Huberto he was, extension, yeah, yeah. he was like, this team's done, and but look what they did. And yeah, I know. No, And he, he really went to bat for the Flames, in my opinion. Yeah. No, I like Brad, that. Brad, Brad uh, fucking crushed it. This guy fucking crushed every it. Every interview I saw with Treliving, I was like, I, I think about when you were a fan in that week span. You just kind of wanted to curl up in a ball and die. You're like, it's, it's over. Like, we're screwed. It's over. Treliving looked in the mirror and was like, fuck everybody. And maybe that was the whole, like, Murray Edwards thing, too. It, got, it gets all fired up. Maybe that was it. When they're like, go fuck yourself, Johnny. Everyone's like pounding yeah. their chest. <laughs> Everyone's like, Argh. Everyone went to Daryl's farm and just started, like, hucking weed at each other and yeah, stuff. Yeah, and, like, and slaughtering like, cows. Smashing beer cans on each other's heads, and they're I like, might have, I might have went too far on that one. Yeah, but whatever they did, you know, Treliving, he's like, I'm pissed off. And he did not bend over and die. He's like, I'm going to take this, and I'm going to turn it around. And outcomes I could never have even possibly imagined. Dude, like even even our mutual buddy Dan, like Flyers fan guy, we were actually having cigars that night where uh, Huberto was announced, and you were at the cabin. Yeah, and then he, even he looked at me. He's like, "Holy fuck! What the fuck did he do?" Like it, it was a stunner, right? But then you know, then the skepticism came. It's like, well, they both have one year deals, whatever, right? But. You know, we, we're solving that right now. We're solving that slowly but surely. The, 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 in my opinion, the trade is already won. Absolutely. And uh, it was the only, the only like hair that I'm splitting here is the year of the first round pick. <laughs> Next year is going to be one of the deepest first rounds I've ever seen. And we're not getting that. We're getting the year after, right? But who cares? You can't, you can't win them all. But it, that, that is, a, to be clear, it's a splitting hair on that one. Like, I don't really, you never know, right? Listen, um, like, 
it's yeah. a, it's a deep year next year for for the draft. It's very deep. Yeah. Like like the fact that Bedard actually might not even go first overall. He's, he's going first. He's going to go first overall, but I'm saying that there's actually like there's a there's an argument to be made that he may not. It's a very weak argument, but the fact that there's even an argument means how fucking deep out that that draft is. You know, watch Arizona, they're going to get the third overall pick. Just wait. <laughs> Just wait. But Tyler's on record. Arizona was the third overall pick. Just one. Yeah, they're going to get it. I know for sure it's going to be third for them. And Chicago. Chicago's bona fide locked on to get first overall. It's guaranteed. It's guaranteed. Because the NHL wants to the NHL wants to revitalize the Blackhawks, and that's what they're going to do. It's bullshit. But (sighs) wow. Just wow. And the amount of wow moments I've had in the summer for hockey. Being a Flames fan, that's been great. It was a little bit of depression, like July 13th till July whatever, but wow. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, and, and it's not over. No, it's not over. That's the thing. We, we still, still have pieces an- to move. And we still have another month, more or less, right? So if you think about it, there could be another big move from, from the D-line, is my guess. Um, and uh, and then a re- and then an extension on Uyghur. Well, I think yeah, that would be my two predictions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Valimaki, and I think. Oh yeah, Valimaki. I think. I think that's the piece that should go. I he's think, probably going to move. I think so. I think it's. I, I think, think it's he up just here. he just he he uh, he wasted and his. He still has value. He has and value, but his credibility is gone with Sutter, right? You, you need to get some value for this guy while you can. Yeah, and the credibility being gone, but. Wow. Yeah. Well done, Brad. I mean, I don't want to go into... We'll do a season preview show before the season actually starts. Sure. So I don't want to do any predictions or anything like that. I just want to... I mean, you, you kind of naturally get to that, right? But yeah, I agree. We'll, we'll dedicate an episode to that when I'm back. Yeah, not looking at... But what an off-season. Holy shit. Yeah, well done. There's the, and you know what? Even if all of it doesn't work out, you can't fault him. It's like, dude, you did... You you went you went above and beyond what anyone expected, right? It's like there's nothing more you can do. I I like that we took this chance to take our window here. Can look at whatever comes in two to three years, but this is a good core that's assembled. I'm happy with this team. Um, I'm happy with the players that we've acquired, and, and there's to be just honest, upside. There's just upside, upside, upside to, to this. To be honest, season. like one of my biggest critiques of our team for the last three four years that i just felt like we never had a plan like an actual plan plan right but here it just feels very obvious that we're still just we're just going to go for it oh yeah we have a plan right there is a plan it feels like there's a plan now last season before the season started everybody was skeptical about the flames blah blah blah. didn't feel like there was a plan nothing changed it was the same core it was the same and then for years before that it was the same core same extensions whatever nothing huge outside of like you know the odd trade here and there but this was a mammoth trade and this was a total shakeup of the core the core that we've been used to seeing for the last three four years is gone now this is it's gone perhaps the biggest or one of the biggest trades in the salary cap era Right. So, Absolutely. At least for the Flames, right? Well, so we had other big ones, like we had the uh, Hamilton trade. I know, but this is bigger than that. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. I, can you think of a bigger that's trade? What I'm saying. What's a bigger like, trade? That's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like there's a real. I feel confident that there's a real plan on this right now. 
and the core is gone. One of my biggest complaints about the Flames was like, look, you either you either go long term and go all in on this core, or you fucking blow up this core. And we finally blew up the core because it just felt and, like and we brought in this, a new core. This core had many chances to show us what they had, what they were made of in the playoffs, and they just couldn't do it. They couldn't do it. And they had an amazing season last season. I'm not taking that away from them. And we made it the farthest in the playoffs we have in a while. But that should have happened before last season. That should have happened for a couple seasons, right? Before that. And so I was pretty harsh on the core. I'm glad it's kind of blown up from that perspective. This feels like, okay, fresh start with arguably a stronger team, at least from a character perspective, definitely stronger. Definitely stronger with a bunch of guys that have a little bit more experience. Lead teams have led teams in their past. Huberto is a leader. Kadri is a, I, I don't know if, if leader is a great word for it, but Kadri is a character player, right? He will get up in everyone's shit, but make sure that he doesn't fuck the team over too, right? He's that guy. Um, Uyghur, Uyghur has been playing with, an elite defender for most of his career and he's probably grown because of it now he has a chance to be that guy right um so uh, you know and we got rid of the pieces that seem to be the the toxicity toxicity uh, what's the how do i say this toxicity toxicity of the club right i'm only two beers in so anyway um that's my parting note of, <laughs> of this podcast. Um, but I'm, I'm excited too. I'm extremely I'm excited. excited. Too, but, but my inner skeptic is coming in saying like, don't get excited because you always get excited. Screw it. Get excited. Fuck you. Get excited. Be excited. Be excited be... that we have a general manager who is fucking great. That guy. Doesn't lie like down. Said, doesn't take shit. When all of us were like, in the fetal position, rolling around, crying in the corner. Treliving was like, I'm going to grab the world by the balls and, 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 and pull and tug. This is really He, he really pulled really with Tony Montana in this whole thing. Like he, there's that line from that movie in Scarface where he's like, you know, like that Sosa guy. He was telling him like, don't fuck me, Tony. Don't fuck me over. Like we're going to do this business together. And then he looked at him, he's like, there's only two things in this world that I won't break for anybody. It's my word and my balls. And he grabbed his fucking balls in front of him. He's like, and I don't break him for nobody, right? Trelving fucking looked at everybody in Calgary and said, I got fucking balls. He grabbed his fucking nutsack, okay? And he said, I'm going to make these fucking trades. And God damn it, he made everybody a believer again. He turned it around, man. Not anyone ever predicted this type of no. fucking return on, on Kachuk at all. Nobody. You know what my favorite thing about the Kachuk trade was? I saw some trade or saw some tweet. It was like, that trade doesn't go through on NHL. <laughs> like the video game. <laughs> yeah. You know when you used to play like years ago? Yeah. And you could like press override, override. Yeah. Yeah, the AI was broken yeah. too. You could you could do like the the upgrade trades. You had a seventy five overall. You could trade him up to seventy six. Yeah. You could eventually get to like a ninety, right? Brad did that. He he fucking video game this thing, man. Oh. Like I, I mean, it's unless something really 
heinous comes out about one of these players, and it's like, holy fuck, we can't have this guy around. It's no. it's kind of like on paper uh, right these now. Are, these are quality win. guys. Listen, Kadri has the kind of I'm a dirty player tag. Yeah, but he's still a fucking good player. I don't know. There's 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 slight criticisms about Huberto from Florida fans who are disgruntled. But I mean, every single player has someone who's critical about them. But in a way, unless you know, you're Connor McDavid or sure, but Kale it, McCarr. In a way, it's it's a fresh start for these guys too, right? Yeah, and. Um, what we, a win. And we've said this many times in prior episodes. It's like, it's not like the players are bad sometimes, but sometimes the players just need a new environment, right? And then the teams need a, need a change from that aspect too. It's like, it's like Johnny. Like we've said that many times. It's like, you know what, man? Like maybe he just needs to go somewhere else. Like we've, we've extracted what we could from this guy. It's just not a fit anymore. It was time to move on. Right? Especially it, if the Murray Edwards thing, the fuck you is true. Honestly, <laughs> if that's true, and, you know, it feels like a oil tycoon like someone like him would have that kind of candor towards something like that. It'd be like, we went out of our way to make sure that you had a deal that you liked. Then you reneged on it the last fucking minute to test out free agency. And not one fucking team that you thought would approach you approached you. And then you get some offer from Columbus. And then you come back to us? Like, like, like I go back, like, like you go back to like that ex that like you knew that like was just like, you know, Listen, yeah, go fuck yourself. I, I know right? it's, I know it's like against the rules to talk to other teams, but wouldn't you have some idea that Philadelphia or New Jersey or New yeah, York, that, that's what fuck that. So like that's you, the you only... have to have some kind of clue that that's going to be a landing spot me, for you. Dude, to me. That is like the biggest mystery out of all this. It's like, did Philly say, "Hey, hey, yeah, 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 we'll be, we'll, we'll be ready to bid, we'll be ready to bid," and then fucking free agency came around. I was like, sorry, we couldn't move anybody. Same with New Jersey, and New Jersey, that one's fucked up because they have huge cap space and they didn't even go for him. So what does that say not about in their, your clients? Not in their plans, man. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, and now as an agent. You now have to smooth that over because as the agent, you're like, okay, if you're saying... If, if, if I was Johnny Goudreau and that was my agent... Yeah, I, I'd fire your I ass. might be looking for a new agency. Yeah, because I'd be like, dude, you literally told me that these guys would be ready to fucking bid. And then he will say, well, they told me that. And it's like, well, dude, it's your job to make sure that they are fully going to do that. That's your job. My job is to be the star. Your job is to make sure I get the best fucking deal possible as close to home as possible. You know what? Here we are talking about Johnny again. Yeah, I know. Okay. Motherfucker. Let's end the podcast right now. I, th- the next time I want to talk thank about you Johnny to everybody. is when we play Columbus. Well, thank you for listening this You know it's not going to happen, but... Whatever. It's, well, it's over, though. Listen, if you've made it this far, thank you so much for listening. Um, we appreciate it. We love it. I mean, there's been a lot of fan interaction going along with these deals. Um, I hope everybody is as excited as I am about this season and not as excited as Jenk is because you should be excited and you should be thrilled that what we've done this year is absolutely incredible. And it feels awesome to be a Flames fan right now. I love that so much. So wherever you are in the world, wherever you're listening from, I hope your summer or perhaps Southern Hemisphere winter was fantastic. Uh, You're awaiting the season eagerly. Have yourselves 
a wonderful morning, a good afternoon, and an even better evening. Bye-bye.